You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. Welcome, Hoosier fans, to another victorious episode of the Assembly Call as tonight your Indiana Hoosiers outlast the Wisconsin Badgers 74-70 to inside of Simon Scott Assembly Hall uh, in a very odd game, you know, just in terms of game flow with Indiana jumping out to a huge lead and then giving it up, you know, a lot of it up before the end of the first half, which I guess isn't so odd because we've seen that a lot. But what we have, haven't seen is a game in the second half be delayed for 15 minutes because of a fire alarm being pulled and everybody being evacuated, having to come back in, but they did, and a lot of fans came back, and I thought provided a nice atmosphere that really helped push these Indiana Hoosiers over the edge to snap a four-game losing streak, uh, to snap a stretch of losing four out of five at home. The win moves Indiana to 15 and 13, 7 and 10 in conference play. It certainly doesn't erase all of the poor performances that have come before. Uh, you know, and Indiana obviously still in a very perilous position for any type of postseason play. But man, for one night, it was just so great to see these guys play hard and play together. And, you know, really, I thought stay with the scheme, stay with each other to win a game. Uh, and so many times we've seen this team play really well and then things don't go you know don't go well for a stretch and they can't get themselves back into it and they were and they were able to make the plays down the stretch just really proud of them nice win for the Hoosiers tonight 74 to 70 I'm your host Jared Morris here with Andy Bottoms the coach Brian Tonsoni and Ryan Phillips we are going to break it all down for you on this edition of the assembly call IU postgame show and let's start this show the way we start every show and that is with our Hoosier proud banner moment and for the banner moment we're going to talk about some plays that are not going to end up in the box score, but were absolutely the reason why Indiana won this game. And yes, one of them is going to be from Khalil Ware, who was just absolutely outstanding and did everything you know, in the box score with points and rebounds and blocks. But go back to that play when it's 70 to 70, a minute and a half to go. Wisconsin comes out of a timeout. Chucky Hepburn, Tyler Wall playing their little two-man game on the left wing. Anthony Walker, you know, really hurts the defense with you know a bad leaping closeout on a guy who isn't really a shooter. Wall goes inside smartly. He gets the ball from Hepburn. Looks like he's going to have a pretty easy shot, but who's there? Khalil Ware. And he didn't get the block because he didn't touch the shot, but he absolutely altered it and made Tyler Wall you know really try and get a high arcing shot over him. He missed it, but then on the other side of the basket was Anthony Leal with one of the best blockouts we've seen all season long to ensure that Indiana got that rebound, got that stop. They would go down on the other end. Malik Renew scored. Those proved to be the game-winning points. Uh, and on the very next possession down, Trey Galloway with a huge box out in the corner to prevent Tyler Wall from getting a rebound, giving Wisconsin another possession. Blocks out, blockouts, challenges at the rim. Just competitive, tough plays by Indiana that we haven't seen very much this season. This is why Indiana fans have been frustrated, because you make these plays, it's going to lead to winning, and too often we haven't seen it. Tonight we did, and that's why Indiana earned this victory. Excellent plays down the stretch by all those guys, and there are others that we could call out too, but those in particular at a key moment in the game helped Indiana get a stop, secure a possession, and go down and win. Awesome plays by those guys at a time when Indiana had to have them. Okay, presenting sponsor time. All 
Our banner moment tonight, as always, brought to you by our friends at Home Field Apparel, now in their seventh season of sponsoring the Assembly Call, and their third as the presenting sponsor for the Back Home Network. And gentlemen, I do want to reveal something, which is that I am wearing, for the first time all season during a game, my Indiana 1993 Big Ten Champions t-shirt. Not going to say it influenced the victory tonight. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to let other people say that. But maybe a little bit of home field magic tonight for the Hoosiers. Who knows? Actually, I think it was maybe some magic by my daughter. You might see these little signs I have taped all over my shirt. She was writing out score predictions and giving them to me to help me feel confident about the game. So uh, big kudos to her. But home field apparel, just unbelievable stuff. One of the biggest collections of vintage IU apparel that you will find anywhere. And it's not just IU. It's colleges and universities all over the country. And whether you like soft long sleeve tees like this one short sleeve tees crew necks quarter zips snapback hats bomber jackets they've got it all incredibly soft and durable materials uh just great logos that all have a story behind them uh and you're supporting home field apparel which started out as an indiana brand which came up through the kelly school of business uh and they're just an awesome company to support uh and be a part of so go to homefieldapparel.com use our promo code home23 you will get 15 percent off your entire first order that's homefieldapparel.com and hey maybe you can bring a little bit of home field magic to the next indiana game as well all right homefieldapparel.com Home 2-3 is the promo code. All right, time to move the ball, find the open man, and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team, everybody here uh, for a fun night to talk about a victory for once. It feels good. It feels like we haven't done this in a while. Uh, Andy, we will start with you, your bottoms line on this Indiana victory. Uh, just so many guys stepping up and making winning plays uh, to help this team. And, and that, you know, we can lament how we got here over the course of the season, but really kudos to these guys and to the coaching staff uh, for getting them ready to play and really came out sharp early on uh, and set the tone and, and had that lull toward the end of the first half, which we'll talk more about later, I'm sure. Uh, but really thought they did a, as good a job as any time this season of really fighting back from adversity in the second half. Uh, I think there was even a play when Gabe Cups just, I mean, he got bullied going to the basket on one end and he took it right back at Chucky Hepburn on the other end and, uh, you know, had a nice ball fake, makes a shot. I just thought that was emblematic of the response that the team had during key moments in this game. And there were plenty of times that we can talk about uh, other points in the season when those responses were not there. Uh, and so, you know, I think that says something about this team says something uh, again, we've, we've been critical of the coaching staff for sure, but to be able to get these guys in this position after what they've done uh, and really help them get through to the end of the game, I, I thought was uh, really impressive and good for them to be rewarded for it with a victory. Uh, the, the numbers offensively uh, are really impressive. Shot 62% from the field. And there were times in the second half, like the only thing that was stopping IU from scoring was turnovers. Uh, and otherwise, they were really getting the ball where they wanted and was pretty much a carryover from uh, from the first half. But uh, yeah, just just really happy with these guys. Khalil Ware, tremendous performance. Trey Galloway, 12 assists, two turnovers in 36 minutes on kind of a bum foot uh, and, and made those big plays. And uh, as I texted you guys, Somebody put that Leo box out in a museum somewhere <laughs> so that people from all around can come and admire it in all its glory so uh, as he did that. So that was a great, great way to finish it with some some fundamental plays and um, re really happy for the guys to be able to get the win. Ryan, over to you. Please behave. We won. Why do you assume it's going to be <laughs> negative always? <laughs> uh, no, look, I love beating Wisconsin. You guys because you're that. mad that your attempt to burn down Assembly Hall didn't work. That's why. Look, guys, 
I there is no evidence. When you're eventually that. tied to this. Yeah. What, what do you think we'll of your know. personal brand that that's what everybody look, in the Discord was saying? <laughs> guys, look, I'm in San Diego right now. I could have had nothing to do with it. I'm sure. not going to move my computer to to prove that and show you the rest of my apartment, but the setup's the same, right? Um look, I I think that, you know, tonight I, I think the takeaways are when this team plays with consistent effort, it can compete. And and there was consistent effort throughout. I think there's a they they had their I think patented end of the first half lull that we've seen when they start well, um, but then they came right back and picked it up. And and I know Wisconsin clawed its way back into it, but I think that all of us expected that to happen because Wisconsin's a good team, and they were going to come back and make this a close game. But what Indiana did was responded and counterpunched. You know, there were plenty of times they could have given up when Wisconsin took the lead. And, you know, Wisconsin hit a three to take the lead and the momentum's going the way. No, they punched back and stuff we haven't seen this year, you know, and I think that it, you're, you're sitting here and you're saying, well, you hope this team's growing and you hope that people um, on this team are getting the confidence to be able to do that with other teams. Um, and, and that was nice to see. I think that also we, you know, saw why Khalil Ware is going to be in the NBA draft in a few months. I mean, Man. it's, they, you know, I've, I've been hearing from people, you know, cause he'd kind of cooled off at times and kind of just like, you know, is he really going to go? Yes. Khalil Ware is going to be in the NBA next year. And that's great for Indiana. He'll be a great representation representative for IU in the, in the NBA. But also one thing I wanted to mention was if you look at the box score, you got something from the bench tonight and it wasn't necessarily points, it was they played really well and really hard. Gabe Cups was yeah. plus 10. Anthony Leal was plus 13. The, the team was good when the bench was in there. Um, Anthony Walker was was zeroed out. So, you know, it's, he wasn't hurting you. Um, even Peyton Sparks, I know he was in there for, what, two minutes, but he had a great blockout and got fouled. Like, I, I just felt like across the roster, the energy was really good tonight from the start. And then, you know, kind of cooled off and then got better and got, you know, and wound up being really well, really good. And that's with an assembly hall that people were saying was about 70% full. So they, you know, I thought that the fans, you know, cheered well at the end and all that stuff, especially after, I think they all got riled up by the uh, fire alarm fiasco, but at the same time, this team did this itself. It didn't need to be carried. They actually did it themselves. And I think that was the encouraging thing to see from, from these guys. Coach, it's Tonsoni time. What's on your mind after this one? Yeah, I, I thought it, from an X and O standpoint, it was one of the better games. I, I thought they put wear in a lot of face-ups. Uh, yeah, they threw it to him in the post a couple times, and and the rim running game is always his strength. But his face-up game where he just went through people, the Euro step play where he attacked the chest of someone, I, I thought you saw his skills maximized tonight. And wherever that came from, we need more of that. Uh, I, I thought that was outstanding. And then you need a playmaker. And whether that's going to be X, Galloway, Cups, whatever. But in the first half, Galloway had eight assists. I'm not sure how many he ended up, but he was looking 12. to pass. He had ended up with 12 assists. Indiana has a shot to win games when you have that ball moving and, and when your guard is not just looking to make some crazy play at the rim, but is looking to to get the ball. It was nice. Uh, the alley-oop game was there, but the one of the best plays was for a three in the first half when Galloway drove baseline and he found some, Leo in the corner for a three. That's good offense. Another time they missed a three, but the ball went baseline, popped around a couple, one more passes, and I thought they those two things offensively put Indiana in a position to succeed. You know, still the macro things about threes and all of that stuff still exist. But tonight, I thought there were a couple adjustments that really put Indiana in position to score the ball offensively. And and then defensively, I thought their 
uh, effort was enough to really slow down Wisconsin from what they wanted to do, even though Wisconsin came back in the game, took, took the lead late. I thought they were the effort was outstanding enough to, to get a win, and that's what you got to do. You know, Wisconsin's a top 25 team. That's not an easy game. They're going to make runs, but I, I thought that was a very enjoyable game from an offensive strategy standpoint as opposed to what we've seen for 27 games. Yeah, it, you know, and, and Andy, what's interesting about this game is, you know, Indiana goes up to Wisconsin a few weeks ago. They lose by 12 uh, in a game that really probably wasn't that close, you know, but they score 79 points. That game was without Khalil Ware, and the big issues there were defensive. And the biggest issue was leaving Max Klesmet and him just absolutely going off. And as you saw tonight, when you leave him, he is going to make open catch-and-shoot jumpers. When you make him put it on the deck, he's not very effective. And Indiana did a much better job today defensively you know, I mean, part of it was scheme and just being disciplined with what they were doing. And part of it was just being committed to look like sometimes we're going to overhelp and get a little bit out of position and we just have to hustle our way back. And that's part of what we haven't really seen is that extra gear that you really have to have with this defense to help cover up for some of the momentary gaps that it's going to give up. And I thought they really did a good job with that. They made Klesmet put it on, on the deck. You know, Storr had a nice game, and I thought made some tough shots. But defensively, it was just a much more cohesive and together effort. And obviously, look, it, you know, you see what a difference Khalil Ware makes, you know, where Wisconsin has 21 fewer points. And a big part of that is, you know, they weren't able to do a lot around the rim when he was in there because he was either blocking or altering shots. You know, and so defensively, you see all the pieces together this can be an adequate, this wasn't like an elite defensive performance, but it was adequate. You can win with it. Um, and so that was nice to see because, boy, we have not seen that over the last, you know, five, six games. Yeah, Ware really set the tone early, had a couple blocks, um, and he's really gotten, I, I don't know if this is by design, but he's done such a better job, channel my inner Bill Russell here, but he's done a better job of blocking shots and actually keeping them in bounds so they can, you know, get going the other way as opposed to swatting it into the eighth row. Um, but I thought he really intimidated them and changed some shots early, uh, especially store. And really when Wisconsin came back was, it, it started almost immediately after, uh, he went out of the game, Woodson trying to give him a rest. He hadn't rested him at all. I think tried to give him a few minutes before the under four timeout in the first half. And so then Wisconsin gets a little comfortable on that stretch and they scored at what I, what I 16 points on the last eight possessions of the first half when they had 17 points on the first 23 of the half. So Jeez. even just him being out of there for a couple minutes gave them that comfort level of doing that. And there were a lot of plays, e even in that first half, where guys got a little bit crossed up on you know, rotations. It was one, I think Walker went to the wrong place, but guys were like just sprinting across the court to try to make something happen and get get where they needed to be to at least like cause a little bit of chaos. Uh, even if they didn't make the right read or the right rotation, the effort was there that was able to cover up for some of those things. And I thought that was important. And, and in the second half, Wisconsin really adjusted and just started driving at guys. They tried to spread everybody out. IU was guarding the three-point line pretty well. Uh, there was tons of space at times where the middle of the floor opened up. And they really just tried to find somebody they thought they could bully uh, in there. And that worked at times with Storr. It worked at times with Hepburn. Uh, Wall, you know, channeling his inner Ethan Happ uh, in the lane and and doing some of those those kinds of things. But – you know, those were the baskets that IU was willing to concede in this game. And ultimately it worked out for him uh, in the end. But I, I, I just thought the effort level and the, the ability to sustain that effort level for a longer period of time was 
such a difference in this game. And again, to be able to rebound within the game from not playing well defensively in stretches to right the ship and get it together uh, in some spots and, and not let things really snowball short of that sequence uh, at the end of the, at the end of the first half, there was really only, you know, one other stretch in the second half where Wisconsin really got rolling, but they were able to right the ship and kind of get things, uh, get things back on track from a defensive standpoint. So to me, that was, there was certainly some schematic things in terms of what they wanted to give it up, but the, the effort was really uh, the part that stood out to me. Yeah, Coach, did you see anything else from a defensive standpoint, or was this just as simple as you know personnel? Hey, get your big shot blocker out there, and it's going to be a lot harder on Wisconsin. Well, the the key to defense is is protecting the bounce and guarding the bounce, and I thought Indiana did that really well early, and then Wisconsin, you know, these guys in this league make adjustments. I thought they attacked. Mbako, like you said, off the bounce and was able to get some of that. But they switched early, a lot early. And I thought that just kept Wisconsin on the perimeter. And, and they weren't able to get clean threes and they weren't able to score in the paint. And I think the, the points in the paint got, uh, you know, with that second or first half run and the second half play, I think Wisconsin ended up uh, having more points than I thought in, in the paint. But I thought they really guarded the bounce. And Wisconsin's not super great off of the bounce. So that helps Indiana in that they're not lightning quick, like some of the guards that Indiana has played, but I thought they did a really good job of staying with people. Although sometimes the, the switches caught them in, in mismatches. And then, you know, Malik, he, he struggles defensively that he was in drop coverage on wall. And one time just let the ball, ball get to the rim, you know, easily. Uh, he, he really struggles on, on the defensive side and fouling lately. But other than that, I thought everyone was was outstanding. And when you have Ware in there, my gosh, it just – even when you were wide open, Wisconsin was wide open, they were thinking he was coming. And, and you can just tell the advantages of having him protect that rim. But I thought it was a really good effort all the way around defensively, especially then coming after the fire drill. Uh, yeah. I, I thought they, they started to get back defensively and at least battled. When they got bullied down in the lane, it wasn't easy. It wasn't just – at the rim, easy layup. They they had to work at it a little bit. And you to know, be clear, I just want to say, I mean, Wisconsin scored 1.13 points per possession. Like, I'm a little overly excited for a four-point home win against an okay team, and I get that. So this was not an elite defensive performance. No. It was just a step in the right direction, a better defensive performance. Yeah, I think that all the technical stuff aside about, you know, they, they switched better and they did this and they, you know – they just looked more locked in and aggressive defensively than they have in weeks. And, and, and they didn't get discouraged when things didn't go right. They locked right back in and, you know, they still were going under, you know, screens to three point shooters and, and all of that stuff that we, has been an issue all year. They blocked out better for most of the game. There were a couple of possessions they got loose with and Wisconsin a number of times they got multiple rebounds uh, offensively, but for the most part, they blocked out better. And there was just effort. It looked like from the beginning of the game, they were energized and they they were showing effort. And if they missed, you know, if they got hung up on a screen or something, they didn't just kind of give up. They closed out as hard as they could. They challenged and they they just it was like from the beginning, they told Wisconsin, we are not going to let this be easy as has happened in other games. And yeah, you're right. Wisconsin scored a lot of points. Wisconsin's a good team and they scored a lot of points, but per possession. But at the same time, Indiana never let it get easy for them. There were two or three stretches of runs that Wisconsin went on that you knew they were going to go on that were balanced by them struggling a lot in the first half. But other than those little runs, Indiana worked hard all night defensively, and we haven't seen a game where they've done that in quite some time. And I think that's why we're excited about it, because the contrast to what yes. we have seen 
was different. I mean, this is what you should expect every game, but the contrast from what we've seen is stark tonight. And I just thought that was the key takeaway for me was they just looked energized and focused defensively and were showing the effort. And where that shows, Ryan, is in pursuit of rebounds. And Wisconsin still got 10 offensive rebounds, so it wasn't great. But you could tell they were making the effort. That was Leo's blockout. Galloway's play right there at the end, yeah, too, the where end. he's hustling to the sideline. People were actually going and trying, and when the offensive rebounds went to Wisconsin, it was a it was a bounce or maybe one or two non-effort uh, plays. But Or you're I out of position, tonight, and then you're out of position yeah, for the next one. And, and that happens. That. that happens yeah. in a game. You get lost. A- yeah. And but I thought they were pursuing rebounds, and that goes to your point of effort, uh, the switching, the, the drives being more difficult even when they scored, uh, the contested shots, all of that. Sometimes you just run into a buzzsaw and people make shots even when you're playing well. Or, But the rebound effort, uh, I thought X had a really nice couple of rebounds when he was in there defensively. So guard rebounding is so important because you're switching with Renew on the perimeter. That is always a sign – of how Indiana is locked in and trying to, to give defensive effort, I think, is is the rebounding, and I think you were right. Yeah, I was going to bring up the same thing. They, they ended up with five second chance points, and they both came after block shots that IU had. One was the bucket that Klesman hit right before yeah. halftime, and then he ended up getting a three off another one. So even the, the second chance points that they actually gave up off those rebounds were kind of unlucky more than they were lack of effort type plays. Yeah. Last thing I want to talk about here before we break segment one. I mean, we got to linger on Khalil Ware's performance just a little bit more. 27 points, 11 boards, five blocks. He only turned the ball over one time. He was 11 of 12 from the field, four for four from the line, one of one from three. I mean, Ryan, you know, I, I tweeted in the first half, like, Khalil Ware's making himself some more money tonight. I mean, he did a lot of the things. And look, bigs in the NBA are better than Steven Crow, obviously. But you saw, you know, Khalil playing out on the floor a little bit more, you know, getting in the pick and roll, you know, finishing, uh, you know, the lobs, hitting a mid-range shot, hitting a three, making his free throws, altering shots. I mean, this was the full Khalil Ware experience. And as we know, part of the formula for Indiana, (laughs) for Indiana winning under Mike Woodson is your best players have to have great games. You know, I mean, that's just part of it. And Khalil Ware did that. He led the way. Um, and, you know, so I just, you know, praise to him, uh, you know, really for the performance that he put out. Yeah, there I, I think that the big thing for me, the big takeaway for me on Khalil Ware was he just stuck with it tonight. He didn't get discouraged at any point. And I think that's happened before. If somebody bodied him up or, 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 or you know, was forceful or physical with him, he might get discouraged. And he didn't. And, and one of the best plays where he stuck with it was Galloway threw him a lob and someone was in his way and he wasn't able to get to the rim. So he caught it and threw it off the backboard. And because he did that, he got, he also got a foul and made it a three point play. He got a chance at a three point play. That was a huge uh, play, by the way, it was a huge the offense play. had been really stagnant. Yep. And, yeah. and it, it, you know, he could have gone up and gotten it, but the, the guy was in the way he just stuck with it instead of just staying down and letting it go or going up, maybe collecting the ball and coming down with it. He stuck with the play. And because of that was able to make it and get the foul. On the other end, you know, at one point there was nothing going on in the offense, and he's at the top of the key, and he just drove the ball. And we haven't seen that from. That's Khalil right. This year. I forgot about that play. He drove the one ball dribble. right into the guy's chest and one made dribble. it. I didn't think it was going to go in, but I thought yeah. I was still cheering the drive, and then it rolled around the rim and went in. Like he just was aggressive, and maybe it is. You know, I know this opponent cannot guard me. Maybe that's what he needed to get the confidence going. But honestly, most of the people in the league can't guard him. And I just wish he'd have more confidence like that more often. Maybe this is the start of something. And, and he is being pushed to, to do more. 
But this was his game tonight, and I I even tweeted out, I'm like, this is this is his highlight game. NBA draft, when he gets drafted, half the highlights are going to be from this game. I mean, unless they're just lob highlights from the season. But this was every – he featured every bit of his arsenal tonight. You'd love to see him take some more threes uh, because his stroke is, is so good. Uh, but other than that, he featured – you know, he hit one, but he featured every part of his arsenal tonight, offensively and defensively, and this was his showcase game. And, and good for him to do it in a win because sometimes guys love a showcase game and a loss and you kind of forget about it. This we won't forget about. Interesting that both he and Malik f- made threes tonight, one for one, each of them, yeah. which is nice to see. Go, Coach. The, the, t- the team played free tonight, which we haven't seen most of the year. Uh, they were free to make plays for each other. They were free to shoot the ball. They caught the ball looking to shoot instead of feeding the post. Something happened, uh, and whatever adjustments, we have to give kudos to that because we're always critical of everything. But this team played like a college basketball team, catch the ball, shoot the ball, drive the ball, all of that stuff. It wasn't just a focus on one spot on the floor or waiting eight seconds to dribble the ball and then go into a middle ball screen. There were multiple actions, multiple plays in transition, multiple times players caught when they were open, and Baco hits a big three that really wasn't a good shot, but he shot it. We love to see that. You see it in every college game where people take threes that are somewhat questionable because they're in the flow. Uh, Indiana was allowed to play offense tonight and and flow, and, and that's – I mean, the the 115-footer the that w- uh, Ware caught – he wasn't trying to pass it five feet to the nether post player. He caught it. Uh, it was a long two. We don't like those, but he caught it and it was confident. Leo's three in the corner. Normally, you would dribble that back up and look into the post. Something was different tonight about how they felt when they were playing on the floor. Something had been either relieved, the pressure, conversation, something had to happen, I think, because this was a style and just the way they played was a whole lot different than what they had been playing the last five or six ball games offensively. And I think that helped Ware. I mean, Ware was just freed up to do what he wanted to do. Take a three, take a two, throw it down as a dunk, a post up. I mean, he was outstanding. Yeah, I, th- I think with Ware, what stood out to me was, one, almost every shot he got was him facing the basket and moving toward the basket. It, it was a lot of pick-and-roll stuff where he's – He's cutting there. It was not a lot of straight post-ups. He did put his shoulder into Kraus' chest at one point to to score inside. But generally speaking, he was on the move scoring where he's mo- can be most effective. And the other thing I'll say, and this is not you – know, this is what it is. This team wants to play two bigs. He benefited a lot from having the space that he had inside when Malik Renew was not in the game in the first half. Imagine that. Um, yeah. You, you just and, – and you saw that in the second half. He only took – two, three shots in the second half. I think he didn't miss one, um, but they really struggled to find ways to get both of them going in the second half. You know, where had the 20 in the first half, seven in the second renew played great in the, in the second half offensively. That's not a knock on him, you know, made a, a turnover where he, he took an extra dribble and those kinds of things. But generally speaking, like he played great. It's just hard to get where the ball in situations where he's most successful when renew is in the game. <laughs> And it's just a you know a roster construction thing. It's it's not a it's not a knock on one or the other, but the freedom that Ware was able to play with was a lot because of who was on the floor with him in those scenarios. And I give Galloway a lot of credit for making the right reads on the pick and rolls and really setting him up well. Uh, he, he, I don't know how many of his assists were to Ware, but it was a lot of them. A lot. Spacing. It also allowed Galloway to get eight assists. It also allowed X to be his best tonight. 
when he was middle pick and roll with an empty. They brought Walker out. I call it uh, emptied out the paint with a middle ball screen and either two people opposite, or they ran it strong side sometimes where they ran the ball screen towards the two, and then they had openings all night long. X got to the rim once. X had a pull-up jumper. Uh, he had, had a nice assist. Second half, X struggled, dribbled into traffic. The, the lane was congested. It congests, it, it congests not only – uh, for where in the second half, but it congested it for the point guards in the second half. And even Galloway didn't have as much room to operate. I think that is, again, we won the game and I'm not going anywhere with this, but Andy, you are spot on. It is spacing, spacing, spacing uh, that that allowed that. And the face-up game, again, a couple of adjustments. Maybe that was just because of foul trouble, but there were a lot of things that were different tonight uh, for for Indiana. Uh, before we break, just a reminder, we are on Substack. That is where we do our free weekly email newsletter. We also have a paid subscription with bonus content like Coach Tunson's Coach's Corners, Tony Adrania's IU Film Room. You can learn all about that at assemblycall.com. Uh, it's all right there, so we'd love to have you hop on for the free subscription. And if you like what you're seeing, uh, maybe you decide to upgrade and join the community, which gives you access to our chats and our discords and a whole bunch of fun stuff. Uh, we've got a lot of great people, a lot of great IU fans in there, and we'd love to have you join us. That's assemblycall.com. All right, coming up here as we continue our breakdown of Indiana's win over Wisconsin, 74-70. to 70, I will point out today's meaningful moments you might have missed, and then we will go inside the numbers to highlight the most important statistical notes from the game. You're listening to the Assembly Call. Stick with us. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Jordan Halls, and I never miss a shot or an episode of The Assembly Call. All right. Thank you, Jordan. You are listening to The Assembly Call IU Post Game Show. I'm Jared Morris. We have a full house tonight. The coach, Brian Tonsoni, Andy Bottoms, Ryan Phillips. I saw someone in the chat. It's like, oh, they win. They all show up. This was scheduled before the game happened when we all thought we were going to lose. Uh, but, yes, it's nice to have everybody here. Uh, time now for tonight's meaningful moment that you might have missed. This segment brought to you by our friends at Hoosier Ticket Project, where they help individuals and families experience IU athletic events in person for the first time through the generosity of alumni and fans. To learn more about how you can donate money or extra tickets to help create meaningful moments for other IU fans, visit HoosierTicketProject.org. That's HoosierTicketProject.org. By the way, first meaningful moment that you might have missed is our women's basketball team winning a road game which you had to miss if you, since you had to make a choice between watching the men and women since they played at the same time. Thanks a lot, Big Ten scheduler or whoever made that decision. Uh, but the women 
coming off of their emotional, thrilling win over Iowa with just a professional, mature road win against Northwestern. I think they won by 20. Just Northwestern's not good, but that's a road win, and just nice to see the women uh, stay on track after that big Iowa win. Um, guys, for the meaningful moment, I want to go back to the, the first half. And, Coach, you talked about Xavier Johnson. Uh, very nice to see him get back tonight uh, after missing whatever it was, you know, five or six games. And it was clearly a mixed bag for him. I thought played much better in the first half than the second half. Uh, too many turnovers in the second half. Missed some free throws, Coach. I think you gave some reasons uh, for why, you know, he struggled a little bit with the lack of spacing. Also just some rust and also just, you know, X being X on a few possessions. But I thought he really had some key plays in the first half that were helpful. Um, you know, he comes right in, turns the ball over on his very first play. Uh, then, you know, right down on the other end, hustles to get a rebound, gets out in transition, leads to a layup for Trey, which, by the way, Indiana was really pushing the ball in the first half, trying to find opportunities to get out, get in transition, not play against that set Wisconsin defense. X helped with that. But I thought the biggest play that he made, uh, you know, and, the, and we need to talk about the decision-making that went into this a little bit, you know, Indiana's up 32-17, has all the momentum. Malik Renew's on the bench with two fouls. Khalil Ware is tired, clearly needs a rest. Woody chooses to go with Peyton Sparks instead of Malik Renew. As soon as this happened, I said, I don't have a good feeling about this. I get that Renew has two fouls. You're up by 15. You haven't won in four games. This is not the time to be conservative. Put Renew out there and try to keep this going. We've seen this happen too often where you go to the bench, you take both of the bigs off, and you lose your lead. And, of course, that is exactly what happened. They go on a little run. Uh, it was 33-23. to 23. They had gone on like a 6-1 run, and it really kind of felt like everybody was like, oh, man, this is happening again. And X drained that three-pointer from the top of the key, uh, which I just thought was a huge shot for a moment to kind of settle down what felt like a momentum avalanche that might go you know, against Indiana. Now, Wisconsin still ended up cutting into the lead, cut it to five by the end of the half. But you take away that three-pointer, and it might have been even worse. And at that point now, you're going into halftime. A lot of the good feelings from the first half aren't there. The way it happened, both teams were kind of able to, you know, uh, go in, you know, feeling decent. Um, so I thought, you know, some key plays by X there in the first half that helped contributed to Indiana getting the lead, to preserving the lead. Uh, and, you know, a guy misses, you know, some games. You expect a little bit of rust, and we saw that from him. Um but coach, you know, nice to see him able to step up and make a few plays that contributed to the win. Yeah, you know, his, his shot is a little janky with the his hesitation and his hitch. It is. But when his when his feet are solidly underneath him, it goes in. the The pull up jumper, he he had good elevation. He had good lift with his legs. It went in the three point. He was calm. His body is calm. When X gets in trouble, it's that Energizer Bunny moves where he goes 5,000 miles an hour. That's just part of his game that he has not cleared up over the years. That leads to turnovers, and that leads to missed shots and post feeds that go off the top of the backboard. But you got to live with that because I think another thing that he did well tonight coming back was put defensive pressure on the guards. It was good to see his athleticism. And that one long rebound push-up ahead past to Galloway is that speed. We've been asking for transition basketball. Those are things. Now, he's got to make good decisions coming back, being rusty, and not trying to you know score 18 points every possession like he does sometimes. But it was nice to see him out there because I think he can add something defensively. I think when he's on, he's a decent defensive rebounder. And again, if he when he was his best for Indiana was that first year when he was scoring and getting seven, eight, nine assists, just like Galloway was tonight. 
If he can find some of that and come off the bench, if that's going to be his role, it does help Indiana in these last three games in the Big Ten tournament salvage something here late late in the year. Andy, I want to kick it to you to get your meaningful moments. The last one I wanted to point out, uh, you know, everybody will probably talk about the fifth foul that Malik Renew fouled out on, which I suppose we should talk about at some point, which just seemed like horrible communication from yes. the sideline. Uh, and I think not Malik's fault. Did you guys, I mean, it sounded like Woody was telling people to foul. And he then yelled, Malik heard him and fouled. He yelled for somebody to foul. And you could see Malik yell, you said to foul. And Woodson yelled at him, not you. But I think that it was the kind of thing where when you're screaming foul, 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 your guys are going to jump up and foul. And so I think it was just, again, just bad communication. And yeah. Malik. And you would hope he would know, like, you have four, not you. But You're right. But also Especially because you're not game. fouling to come back in the game. But yeah. I think we've seen that before in, the, in late half situations Stop where doing that. they've tried to do that. I actually thought it did make some sense because if you get down at some point, like you got to get yourself at least a five. So you don't have four or five fouls to give to get in the bonus if it gets close. So I didn't mind the it notion of it. But just you got to know what, it sh- what should have happened is he should have pulled at a dead ball, should have pulled Galloway aside and said, you have fouls to give foul the ball foul at some point uh, when it's, you know, not a shot and it's out at half yeah. court. To, and because because Andy's right, you're trying to get up to like five so that if you get behind, you have to foul. You don't have to waste 30 seconds trying to foul multiple people multiple times um, and you can pick who you're going to foul and all of that stuff. So, I, I, yeah, it was just poor communication, and Woodson lit into Malik. And, again, in the heat of the moment, Malik might forget, I've got four fouls because he hadn't fouled in a while. You know, I mean, like, he, he might have just, just gotten fired up, heard that from his coach, and reacted. And you're right, has to be smarter and all of that. But, again, I think it was everybody's fault. I don't blame Here's, here's how – this is an example of not planning ahead. And, again, I don't want to be negative tonight because it was a, it was a big win. But you got if that is your strategy, you got to practice it, and you got to have a call. Any if you yell foul, this is what happens. That that yeah. this was not well planned out. Uh, we did the, and I hate to talk about what we did. All, we had a call red. If you hear me call red, it doesn't matter who it is. If you're guarding the ball, you foul him. I was in control of who fouled, when they fouled, and if I knew a guy had four fouls, I'm not calling red. I'm waiting until that ball gets reversed. Now I'm going red. When you start just yell foul, 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 and it happened in a game earlier where the assistants were yelling and Mbako fouled before there was like .5 seconds off the clock, uh, the, the one game, uh, that, that was a problem. This is an example of having a decent strategy. You only had two fouls to eat up some clock. That wasn't well thought out before the game. That has to be better. That's coaching right there. That is having a scenario for everything you're going to do and calls for everything you can do. Now, maybe that's different in college and arena with 17,000 and maybe can't kids. And then on top of that, your basketball IQ has to understand as a player, I got four fouls. I'm valuable. I'm not the one who's going to do that. So if he's yelling foul, foul, foul. And the reason we went to a color code is because foul is so hard to understand Exactly. Sounds like it ball was clear. or anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so we practice it. We would run situations in practice day after day. Red, red, red. Then go to the free throw line. Um, twos and threes late in the game. When to get twos and threes. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to execute it right. It can still get screwed up. But I, I don't believe they have really thought through that end of game situation. They use it, it didn't seem but it like seems it. to me they haven't practiced it. Yeah. And it, co- it, it could have cost. 
And Andy, the point I was going to make was actually on the previous foul by Malik Renew, where I think he, I think Storr was driving and he reached in on him. I think it's time for Malik Renew to stop reaching in. <laughs> just don't. Just stop reaching in. The risk of him getting, I mean, he gets two or three fouls a game just on reach-ins, it feels like. Maybe one or two. The risk is not worth the reward of the occasional strip or you know deflection or whatever. He needs to be on the court. And it feels like, yes... You know, he's going to get in trouble trying to guard on the perimeter. You're going to get, you know, two or three fouls banging down low. Those are going to happen. It's the silly reach-in fouls that if Malik got rid of those, his fouling would be, you know, more normalized. And it feels like he's been doing it a lot more lately. So I would like to see him just stop that altogether because there's no benefit, really, and it's just hurting us and him. Yeah, I think both his fouls in the first half were a little bit of wrong place, wrong time, uh, type yeah. scenario. Not that, not the Nate Oates kind of wrong place, wrong time to be, Ooh. to be clear, but, um, <laughs> but, but you know, the first one, somebody's driving, he actually had done a really good job on Hepburn keeping him out there. They dish it off to somebody. He just kind of can't help himself as the ball's coming toward him to reach in. And the second one was really a bad pass from Galloway that led him into a foul. Uh, as, as you know, they turned the ball over and he kind of reached, you know, just reaches trying to catch the ball ends up fouling, um, but he's also at a point where he's kind of got a reputation and, and guys are looking, I think at times to do that. And yeah, the, you know, the one before you just kind of got to make you know wall up. And he did a good job of that early in the second half as he was trying to do that. He did a, a good job a couple of times, walled up, made the shot tough as, as tough as he could, but didn't slap down, didn't foul. Uh, and you know, just thought that was, uh, you know, unfortunate for the couple of the ones he picked up. Um, you know, meaningful moment for me, it's kind of a series of things from Galloway in the first half, thought he got off to, you know, maybe short of some of the assists, like a slow start offensively had missed a couple open threes. And it, it was, I think a few possession sequence where you just saw him improve and settle down within the game and not let one, you know, a couple mistakes turn into, to more than that. So I talked about the one, he kind of passed renew into, into a foul and he missed an open three. But after that, he gets another chance at an open three, drives the close out, dish to wear for an and one. And the play after that is the one where he drove baseline and got it to Leal in the corner for a three. I just thought a good job of him recognizing, hey, I might not have the shot tonight. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something different, make better decisions or different decisions within the game uh, to be able to do that. And it, you know, led to six points there in two possessions after he had sent, you know, turned the ball over. Um on one play and, and, and missed a wide open shot on another, just, just thought it was some good resilience from him and, and kind of what you saw from the team over the course of the game of being able to, uh, to come back from mistakes in a way they've, they've struggled to do uh, in large part over the course of the season. Yeah. All right. Next up time to go inside the numbers brought to you by Jackson Hewitt tax services. It's getting closer and closer to tax day. If you live in Bloomington or the surrounding areas and you want your taxes done, right. Contact our friend and chat mob hall of famer, Megan Mahaffey, and her team in Bloomington, Bedford, and Martinsville by calling 812-339-3334 or by visiting jacksonhewitt.com. That's jacksonhewitt.com. Well, you know, we've spent a lot of time on this show talking about shooting, about three-point shooting and about free-throw shooting, and Indiana has typically ended up on the wrong side of those numbers in a lot of games. Uh, You know, you could say they ended up on the wrong side of the three-point shooting tonight, uh, Michigan or Michigan, Wisconsin makes eight. Uh, Indiana only makes six, but Indiana made their six on 14 attempts, which is 42.9%. Wisconsin launched 26 three pointers. 
Um, so they only shot 30.8%. So certainly uh, beat Indiana in volume, but it took them a lot of attempts to get there. And then you look at the free throw line, Wisconsin only takes three free throws. Uh, you know, so good discipline by Indiana, not doing as much fouling as they had done. Uh, and Indiana goes 10 to 15 from the line. So making more free throws than your opponent attempts. Uh, they missed some down something. the stretch, but at least. Uh, I, I got to say something to be fair. We complain about the Cole Center whistles a lot. I thought Indiana got a favorable whistle at lo- for long stretches in this game. And I'm Agreed. totally I'm totally fine Early. with it because they've ear- they've earned it from the from the Cole Center crap i but, kind I mean, of thought they, the same thing i thought yeah. i thought they i thought we got away with a lot down low actually early especially early that, in the game and i'll say this i they didn't call much during the game at all and i was fine with that letting them play i mean it was constantly at 14 fouls and indiana ended up with eight um so i again i'm, I'm cool with a with a kind of let them play attitude i think it leads to a better product but i think that indiana did get away with some stuff and again completely fine with it we've earned it over the years we yes. had eight and five of them. We had <laughs> Indiana had eight. Five of them were Malik and two were Anthony Walker. <laughs> yeah. No, coach. one other foul the whole game. There was a while that Renew was the only guy who had committed a foul in the second half. So you guys made coach sit back in his chair. He really, yeah, he, he really made point. a face there that the podcast audience wasn't able to see, but would you like to verbalize your feelings about Ryan? Just like it? He sat back in that chair, like a disappointed father, <laughs> just like sit back. I'm just going to look at you for a minute and think <laughs> like, about what I'm going to say. So you've had your time to think about it. What's it going to be? We're, we're, we're 14 and 13. We finally win a game and your guys saying we got a favorable whistle. We got a favorable fire alarm. We got a favorable fire alarm. They got back. They had momentum. 54-54. Crowd was energized. Had to guzzle their beers because they weren't allowed their beers outside. So they guzzled their beers. They came in all just stoked up and brought us to victory. Wasn't a favorable whistle. It was a favorable and, fire alarm. And, and Khalil got some rest, too. Let's be real there. Absolutely. That's, <laughs> That's true. We needed some rest. He was probably going to be exhausted. Um, so anyway, the shooting numbers were better for Indiana tonight. 61% to from the field, 61.7% from the field. Yeah, they were much yeah. better. <laughs> Even 66.7% from the free throw line is an improvement. Yeah. So, I mean, all the numbers. One, it, it's, it's where dunking everything, but yeah. it's confidence. Like I said, 100%. if you're most open confident. when you first catch the ball and Indiana was looking to shoot the basketball, not looking to pass the ball inside as we've a talked fast about difference. Yeah. No, and, yeah. and I think that if you look at it, too, Indiana scored 74 points. And if that's the case, you'd expect more than 40, maybe 45, 50 in the paint. They had 38 in the paint. I mean, it, you know, so they were scoring in different ways. Got outscored. So in the yeah, paint. and they got ex- yeah. outscored in the paint, and they still won the game. So uh, that was that was, that was was big. And so that, that was my biggest takeaway was, you know, you think of this game, you think of how Ware did, and you're like, well, they probably just dominated the paint. And they really didn't. And, and so that, that, again, an interesting, you know, fact uh, to look at from this game. Uh, numbers, Andy, what other numbers stood out to you? Um, yeah, you look, the, the turnover numbers, IU ends up with 12, uh, which gave Wisconsin nine points. Wisconsin only turned the, turned the ball over three times, which isn't really uh, shocking by any stretch of the imagination. But that was a, a difference there. Second chance points, pretty much even. Bench points were pretty much even. Uh, you know, most of us. Yeah, really, the free throw line in some ways was was ultimately the difference. And we've talked about how much IU's been outscored from the three point line, only getting outscored by six there. But you made up eight of those from the foul line and ended up plus two in those in those couple areas. Uh, I thought it was important. Seven blocks for IU. We talked a lot about where uh, I think Walker had a nice one uh, at some point of the um, 
And then, you know, the other thing I'll say, I was going to bring this up as it pertains to maybe not being as, uh, as gas down the stretch due to the fire alarm, but IU had really struggled there for a while in the second half defensively, but over the last 13 possessions, they only gave up nine points. Uh, and they closed yeah. the game out strong. Didn't give up any of the last the last five. It's like they uh, had after, another gear after, to go to defensively. Yeah, and it was really after Store had kind of gotten hot, and even some of the buckets that he made were tough shots um, that you're willing to to take uh, from a guy who had like... done a ton in the in the game to that point. So I, I just thought they were able to really summon something defensively down the stretch there, and and maybe that was because they got a little bit of that extra rest, but certainly rode uh, the lineup pretty hard, the, at least the core guys who had been there uh, over the course of the half. I'll say, I think a lot of their paint buckets were tough buckets. I mean, I really do. A lot of their drives where they finished, it wasn't, it, they weren't clean drives. Now, I know when Khalil Ware came out at one point, they got some straight line drives, but for the most part, they were having to grind their way through and make a contested layup to score for a lot of the game. And that's just, again, speaks to the defensive pressure that Indiana was putting on them. Yeah, they gave up buckets, but I felt like Wisconsin had to work very hard to score for most of the game. They had some runs where they, they where Indiana got loose, but for the most part, Indiana made it very difficult on them. The last number I want to point out uh, is McKenzie and Baco, uh, his uh, efficiency numbers. You know, he scores 14 points, which is in line with what he's been doing. But it's been taking him 13, 14, 15 shots to get there tonight. He gets his 14 points on 10 shots. He was 4 of 10 overall. He was 2 of 5 from downtown. Both those three-pointers really felt meaningful when he made them. I mean, all three-pointers feel meaningful for yeah, Indiana. One was when tied made. the game. <laughs> yeah. One tied the game late. Yeah, and he, you know, he makes 4 or 5 free throws. Missed that last one there at the end, which was unfortunate. But nice to see from him. And I think, again, you saw – now, look, defensively – you know, he had some struggles. That store made some tough buckets against him. Blackwell clearly was targeting Mbako and tough, wanted to drive yeah. on him. That guy is going to be an SOB in this conference for a long time. He is just a tough competitor, Con- man. Really. Very. Can we could pull him, him in the transfer portal. I don't know. Lots of time to talk about the transfer portal. Um, but nice to see McKenzie kind of combine what we've seen, which is be more aggressive, take more you know possessions, but be more efficient with them. And, you know, he had a couple uh, – what do you have, one turnover? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, he was loose with his handle a couple times. Um, but, again, I just thought, Coach, you know, you're, you're seeing some of that growth from him offensively where he can affect the game in more ways than we saw early. But, you know, seeing some efficiency was really helpful tonight. Yeah, and, and I like his drive game. And, and they also are now running some some elbow ball screens uh, for him. So he'll catch at the elbow, and then they'll come with the big and and ball screen at the elbow, which is – which is nice uh, because it's a hard place to guard a ball screen, especially with the big. Now I would trap that because I don't know if he's a great passer yet, but that's something that he would need to add to his game. But he definitely is now going to the rim and being able to score at the rim and get fouled at times, which can help as well. But I also think he was aggressive and confident tonight on some of those shots that he took. And that just, that's going to put guys in a better position to score the basketball when they have a little bit of confidence and a little bit of freedom to play the game. And, and I just think that was, was important for McKenzie tonight. I think that was important for everyone tonight. It was just a big difference in, in why Indiana was able to score enough. But, yeah, McKenzie's been solid. Uh, yeah, defensively, he's gotten a lot better. De- defensively, it's still a struggle. Yeah. Uh, and it's he's not as athletic as you would think if you have a top ten, you know, five-star coming in. He, he's a little tight. 
Um, we kind of knew no. that coming in, though, that he wasn't an yeah. elite athlete. I think there's that's a, why a lot of us thought he was at that four instead yeah. of a three. He's just tight. With I his think there's I think there's more to body. unlock. I think there's more to unlock there, but he's not there yet. Uh, one one yeah. number I wanted to point out was Anthony Leal's minutes tonight. We've been asking for him to play some more because yep. given what he does and he kind of calms the team down. Seventeen minutes. He led the bench in minutes tonight. Uh, Gabe Cups only had nineteen. So he was playing pretty much as much as your starting point guard. I know X took away some of some of Cups' minutes that we've been used to seeing. But again, Anthony was plus 13, made his only three, had that great rebound. Uh, only he had he did have one turnover, but I, I like I, I don't see why this guy's playing less than that, given what he's given and given what this team needs is just sometimes to settle down and solid and a guy who can move the ball and occasionally hit a shot when he's open and do all the right things. He needs to be playing 15 minutes a game. And we've seen that fluctuate up and down. And also interesting, you know, was the way that the bench was used tonight, which was a little bit different. These guys played consistent minutes. They were able to get into the flow of the game. And, you know, I I just thought it was a much better bench performance because they actually got some run to stretch their legs a little bit. And CJ Gunn was questionable. So he may not have played due to injury. I'm not sure. I I haven't haven't seen anything post-game. It's probably the assumption, yeah. Yeah. Well, and and this is a game where... Leal isn't necessarily going to get taken advantage of defensively. Like that's really what you have to watch out for with him is, you know, he can go fight through things with some of these guys and and lots of guys got taken advantage of that way on the drive tonight. Wisconsin was clearly, as we talked about seeking out those different matchups, but this is definitely a game that lent itself more to him being able to play and, and, and be able to contribute on both ends of the floor. Yep. All right, coming up on the assembly call in our final segment, we are going to hand out our game balls and Hoosier Hustle Award, discuss a lingering question or two, and then look ahead to what Indiana has coming up with three games left in the regular season. That's all next on the assembly call. Stick with us. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. (laughs) 
That's Thomas Bryant. What's the only thing better than being Kentucky in the NCAA tournament? Celebrating it with friends afterwards. Join Jared, Andy, Ryan, and Coach after every IU basketball game. Go Hoosiers. I love Thomas Bryant. It was either last night or the night before. He was just like randomly trending on Twitter. And it was just like all these people talking about Thomas Bryant's effort and how much they love how hard he plays and all kinds of stuff. I was like, yeah. That's our Thomas Bryant. We know that guy. You're listening to the Assembly Call IU Post Game Show. I'm Jared Morris. It's a full house. Ryan Phillips, the coach, Brian Tonsoni, Andy Bottoms. Coach and Andy are just like ready to get the show over because they have bracket stuff to do. There's like all these upsets and things happening. So teams are going to be moved around. S-curves are going to be changed. So, you know, this is the time of year where the bracketologists lose some sleep, burn the midnight oil. So, But fortunately, game ball discussion will be very quick. Hustle Awards should be very quick. So you guys will get a little extra time. Uh, but anyway, it's game ball time presented by our friends, Allie and James at bloom environmental. They want to make sure everyone knows about radon, a colorless, odorless, radioactive gas that is the leading cause of lung cancer and non-smokers. And according to the EPA, Monroe County and other surrounding counties throughout Indiana are expected to have elevated levels of radon above the action level recommended for mitigation. Contact Bloom Environmental today. Mention Assembly Call for a free radon test kit and mitigation estimate. You can learn more at bloomenviro.com. That's bloomenviro.com. All right, everybody, say your favorite play that Khalil Weir made today since he clearly gets the game ball. Coach, why don't you go first? Favorite play? Yes, Um, your favorite Khalil play. Taking that three-pointer. Okay. (laughs) Without hesitation. I mean, that. There's like a lot of them, but I'll just I'll just say that because there's four of us. I, I I just I just love the face up game, and, and I think that's where he he is the strongest. And you know I, I so without much notice, that's the one I'll pick out of thirty. Andy, your favorite Khalil Ware play? He's uh, the game ball. Uh, man, there were there were a lot to pick from. I, I think the. I guess I'll go with the the drive and the uh, euro step through the into the guy's chest. I'll, I'll go with that one because it's like this guy somehow took one dribble from beyond the three point line and then used his his stride to Good cover call. the rest and basically get to the rim. So I don't I know I don't even know how that's possible. Uh, Ryan, your favorite Khalil Ware play? Hey, I talked about it. it was the lob from Galloway that he finished through contact. Uh, that wasn't a lo- that that wasn't a dunk. It was a lob layup sort of well, kind of a shot because he was far enough out it was like a catch and shoot uh banked it in and got fouled and i thought that was that was my favorite for the evening yeah i mean i'll stick with mine the banner moment uh the shot that he altered on tyler wall uh that allowed indiana to get that stop and uh and go down the other end and look i'm gonna just throw in an honorable mention uh game ball to coach woodson he's had a lot of fire on him for the last few weeks one game doesn't change anything uh you know in a macro sense really um, but I thought the team, and we've talked about some of the individual things tonight that, you know, that weren't great. The decision in the second half to sit both guys, coach, what you talked about with the fouling, but his team was ready to play, you know, the overall, just a spree to core and conviction to what they were doing and confidence level, all of that stuff was there. And that stuff that we haven't been seeing, and we've been blaming it on coach Woodson. So I think it's only fair that when we see that, and we see the team play the way we want to see them play, that has to be reflective of leadership in some way. Now, maybe the guys just came together and said, screw this. We're just going to go do this anyway. And I sound like a moron, but I don't really think that's the case. Um, And so I think you got to give Coach Woodson credit for having these guys ready to play uh, in a game where not a lot of people gave them a chance. But, you know, as I said before the game, I know there are a lot of people who are wondering, well, what are we cheering for? And, you know, what do these games matter? Even if it's not tournament play, 
winning in assembly hall matters. It always matters. And so a win tonight mattered and the guys played like it mattered. And so kudos to the leadership from the coach all down um, for being ready to go tonight. All right, Khalil Ware gets the game ball. That is his 10th. He leads the team. Second is Malik with eight. And now let's go to our hustle award. Hi, this is Anthony Leal, and it's time for the Hoosier Hustle Award. But first, let's talk about my friends at Security Pro 24-7, who provide trusted and reliable security for your event or business. From Bloomington, my hometown, to Evansville, where Coach Calvert Chaney grew up, and everything in between. Just like hustle can't be measured by stats, prevention can't be measured either, but it has a huge impact on your bottom line and peace of mind. So let the security pros at Security Pro 24-7 help you prevent a bad outcome today. Visit securitypro247.com to learn more. That's securitypro247.com. And tell them Anthony Leo sent you. That's right. Thank you, Anthony. I feel like the Hustle Award's always a little bit more fun and meaningful when Anthony is, is a potential candidate for it. Uh, so let's go around. Ryan, your Hustle Award first. Trey Galloway. Uh, I thought he played hard the entire night. 12 assists. He did have two. He only had two turnovers. Didn't have any blocks or steals, but I thought his effort on de- defense, I thought he was kind of a beast all night, just getting to places, covering for other guys. And then offensively, you know, played 36 minutes and was attacking and getting into the lane and finding open guys. Three of 10 from the field, not amazing and oh four from three but he was more of a creator tonight and uh that play at the end where he blocked boxed the guy out from getting the ball uh That's on the awesome. sideline you know that counts as a block out to me uh you know and yeah, and yeah and and just it was a it was a completely like fair play too you know it wasn't one of those where he hip checked the guy or anything he just kind of held his position let the ball go out of bounds that was huge if that goes back to wisconsin there they got a chance to to do something and and he's able to to shield him off and let the ball go out of bounds so uh that play kind of capped it for me um but i i gotta give it to trey what well what's on your sweatshirt what's that logo oh god i thought it was bw3s for a second no, I was about to make a good move. Well, it's a Nike. Okay. It's a Nike. All right. So, <laughs> you know, I don't think I don't think only, no, I don't think it's not I don't think the only place to really get the pulse on the IU basketball fan community. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, Many I love you, Jeff. Saying, Many <laughs> people right. are saying that's you that's know. where to be. Well, maybe Anthony really isn't a candidate because I think we're probably all going to go with Trey. But uh, yeah. coach, your hustle award. Uh, Trey Galloway. Yeah. I, I think he just uh, played an outstanding all the way all around game. Uh, on both ends. I think Indiana was better when he was handling the ball. You saw cups off the ball uh, at times. I think he just has a way of getting downhill. And tonight he got downhill and made teammates better. And that's what you need from a lead guard. You don't necessarily need him taking a lot of shots. I know it's nice on days when he's had big scoring games, especially at the rim and hits a couple threes. But when you're facilitating like he did tonight on top of all the other stuff, I think uh, that deserves the uh, hustle award. Andy. Uh, yeah, same same for me. A couple things. This is now two of the last four games. He's had 12 assists uh, in each game. Yep. He's up to, uh, looking on Ken Palm, in Big Ten play, he's sixth in assist rate in the league at 28.4 while playing the seventh highest percentage of minutes. Uh, and they talked on the broadcast about he was – it didn't didn't look quite himself during the shoot around with his the foot injury that he seemed to sustain against Penn State, uh, and really just gutted it out. Played a ton of minutes, and there was a play. You know, we talked about how you getting bullied at times uh, on Wisconsin drives. There was a play. I forget who the guy who drove was. It might have been Hepburn um, or Storer, but 
Hummel said on the broadcast, like Galloway matched the physicality of what they, they were trying to do and stood up to them, forced a missed shot. Uh, just think that, you know, speaks a lot of what he was uh, even able to do defensively with uh, with his effort there. And like I said, in the meaningful moment, I thought did a good job of understanding what was working for him and what wasn't uh, during the game and, and really adapted to that well over the course of the game. Uh, you know, a couple of those buckets were some big floaters that he hit uh, out of the three shots that he uh, that he made. So uh, just kudos to him. Really solid performance uh, all around. Yeah, he was terrific. I mean, he's been the hustle guy in so many tough losses and feels like the guy that's always kind of sticking with it no matter what. And his teammates joined him tonight, but they were following his lead. Uh, and so that's why Trey Galloway has double the hustle awards of anybody else. That is his ninth on the season. Uh, and all of them very well deserved. All right, lingering question time. Uh, which one of you fine gentlemen has a lingering question that, you would, uh, that you'd like to toss out as, after this game? Who are we going to see in the next game? What 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 team are we going to see in the next game? Can they? And and that big question for me, as always with this program, I feel like over the last decade is how do they deal with success? Do they build on this or do you take a step back? I think that's the big question. Um, can they continue to play with this level of energy and effort and focus? That's that's the question. I think that's been the question all year for this team. Honestly, yeah. is can they can they replicate what they did tonight? So, yeah. Maryland is the answer, Ryan. Maryland is the team. You'll yeah, see at, next. At Maryland. <laughs> so. Ah, yes. Not what I meant, Andy, but thank you. <laughs> you know, I'm a lot more confident in the answer to that question than I am to the one that you asked, so I just fair. wanted that instead. That's fair. I'll tell you, man, I feel like just the experience of watching this team this season, I think, Coach, I want to get your thoughts on this. I think part of the reason why it's been so frustrating and why the fan reaction to this team in the season has been so extreme is it's not like they're just kind of like mediocre all game and then they just kind of get bled out for like these 10, 12 point losses. It's that you see stretches of dominance. You see the talent come out. You at times see the system work. You see these stretches where it's like these guys can play good basketball. And then something happens and it falls apart. And there's a stretch that's equally bad on the other side where it's like, how can guys who play this well and have this level of talent look so inept for extended periods of time? What is going on? And that just constant pendulum swing from one side to the other really ends up, I think, focusing a lot of attention on the coach because it's like you're not harnessing this in, a, in the best way possible. You know, and, and so I just I think that's part of what's so frustrating. And tonight, to their credit, you know, the the periods of bad play were not as long. They found a way to get back into it and, you know, and stem those tides. And that's why they ended up, win, you know, winning the game by four. But, you know, it's just it's just such a pendulum swing every game, uh, it feels like. And it's a shame because you can see the ability there um, and we just see it kind of come together to create cohesive basketball far too infrequently. Well, I'm going to agree and disagree a little bit. Um, I I don't think it's all-star ability. I think it's good basketball ability that needs a certain structure in order to be successful. So what you have is you don't have prototypical players at every position. Uh, Trey's not a a two-guard. Xavier is a good point guard, not a great point guard. He's not a shooter. How many times do you see college guys just get heel-toe-toe, raise up over someone and shoot over someone? The the best who can do that is C.J. Gunn, and he hasn't done it. Um, So I don't think this team is as talented, but I still think it could have won a lot of games. 
because it has individual ability, as we've seen in Ware and Renew at the basket, and Galloway being a facilitator. But you need to mesh what you have in order to maximize what you have. And I think Indiana had enough talent to win a heck of a lot more games than 15. And I think that's kind of where I agree with you, is you've seen that at times where they've played at their potential or closer to their potential level. But I think we all misjudge the overall talent, and then the meshing of that talent is another thing. I think individually there is some skill. They're they're good players, but it also a basketball team to win and be in the top of the Big Ten and get a top four seed has to fit together, and I don't think our parts fit together like everyone might have thought, and the individual talent doesn't make up for that. You sometimes maybe need a little bit of a lesser player or you need a different scheme. If they, you have this and you have players that you can win with, you got to put them in the right position. So I think it's a combination of, uh, I think we overshot our what we thought the talent level was going to be, and it's not just good enough to go out and play. It has to be massaged and coached and led, and we're not getting that. And so there's that wide variance that when it all kind of plays close to their potential, they look really good, and then it could really bottom out either in periods of play in the game or from game to game because that talent gap is 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 there compared to the teams that you see in the top 10, top 15, top 20 where Indiana wants to be there's a lot more talent on those teams than there is on Indiana but that doesn't mean we have to settle for 15 and 13 look at Northwestern look at Nebraska those teams don't have near the talent we have but they have a system in play that allows them to win games and get a single digit seed in the NCAA tournament uh, I would take our talent over their talent their program's a little better, in my opinion. Yeah. No, no. We agree. You just described it better than I did. So I agree okay. with you. Uh, Andy, Ryan, any thoughts on that before we move on? Yeah, the only thing I would add is is I think that's why you see – and this has been – I don't know how many weeks ago it was that we did this. We, we kind of had a show trying to on Assembly Call Radio trying to talk about some of the things that were positive. And I think what Coach described is why you can have conversations about individual players – and really be able to take some positives away from how they've played. Khalil Ware, Malik Renew, Mbako, Galloway, and Spurts. You, you've gotten more from some of these guys than you thought you would, but collectively, it hasn't led to the results that you might have expected it to yeah. uh, early on in the season. I think that's where it gets difficult to try to parse out, you know, what's really the root cause of all that and those different things. And that's a, a, a you know, we've already been going for an hour. We don't need to get into that, but, but I think that's. I mean, that that is exactly why, like, you could look down this roster and be like, you know what, that guy's been better than what I thought he was going to be. And this guy's evolved in this way. It's just that hasn't led to collective success as a group. And that's where it kind of gets frustrating. And I think it just speaks to what Coach said about meshing that together, that that part hasn't happened as well as you would have liked it to, despite the fact that there are some positive stories to be told. Even in the midst of of what's a disappointing overall season, yeah. yeah. I look. I think that you know, coach is talking about talent levels and everything. As far as raw talent goes, Indiana has a lot of it. It's usable talent and molding that usable talent that are the problem. And if you're talking about athletic talent, general basketball talent, and the things you need to be a good basketball player, there's plenty of that on this roster. It's not. It hasn't been molded and used in a way that's to the benefit of the players, in my opinion. And so that's a huge thing for this off season. Um, I, I just think that that's, you have to mold these guys, make them into 
someone who fits your system or, or mold the system to what you have. And I think that's the problem with this Indiana team. Yeah. All right. So last lingering question that we wanted to get into here, and I know it's late, but we can at least spend a good 30 to to 45 minutes on it here is a lot of, um, you know, conversation going around about Indiana's coach. Um, you know, what should be done next season? Oh, well, okay, guys, I guess we're not going to be able to get into that conversation. Um, uh, we're all we're all being evacuated here from the show. All right. Well, I guess we'll just have to save uh, coach talk for next. next all right. Episode. I had to have my drink. I'm not. They're not allowing me to take this outside. <laughs> all right. Well, we have to move on. Sorry about that, guys. Um, okay. So coming up for the Hoosiers, we have assembly call radio. Oh, we're staying. On... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I we're fine. We're fine. It was just okay. uh, someone pulled a, a fire alarm upstairs. Do you guys want to warm up again before we get this going? <laughs> Some voice warm-ups. <laughs> um, all right, so AC Radio on Thursday. Is there a women's game Thursday? Do we have conflicts on Thursday? No. I think... Uh, oh, I have a conflict. <laughs> That's right. I don't think I can yeah. be there Thursday. I think uh, you and Jeff and Kathy media. are doing Dude, the women's stop. show before ours before. because okay. they couldn't do it. But there is not another game until the weekend when they play Maryland. No, it is not my social life. It's my wife's social life. So she, as you guys know, she's had like the, just the month from hell and has been working like crazy. They've got to get all this stuff done before their board meeting, which is this week. And so she and all the people that she works with are doing a big happy hour on Thursday night. So that night is hers. I will have the kids. We'll see what time I get them to sleep. I may hop on the show uh, after they get to bed. But anyway, we'll have assembly call radio. We'll have a fun discussion. It'll be nice to at least have it coming off of a win. So you know, it doesn't have to be so dour, even if you know, uh, you know, we talk about subjects that are... Uh, you know, bigger picture for the program. Uh, but then IU Maryland on Sunday, that is an early tip, uh, if I'm correct. Yes, 1 o'clock Central, uh, 2 o'clock Eastern. Um, so we'll see if Indiana can uh, can get back-to-back victories and win on the road at Maryland. Um, you're listening to the Assembly Call. Remember to check out our friends at Home Field Apparel. You can use the promo code HOME23 at checkout for 15% off your first order. Gentlemen, it is time for last call. Final thoughts on an Indiana victory, which is nice. Coach, you go first. Yeah, it, just feel for the players and the coaches. You know, I, you have tough season as a coach, and and it just wears on you a little bit. Whether you make the right decisions or the wrong decisions, and all that's going to come in the off season. But you just you're glad that they can go out and 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 relax tonight with a win, and then start getting ready for for Maryland and for the players who who get a lot of pressure and a lot of comments and everything you play the game to win the game and it's nice when when you have that even even in a tough season and now you want to try to win two or three as you go and that lingering question that ryan had which team shows up sometimes you can win two or three in a row sometimes you're a one-shot wonder when the pressure's on and you just have a hey screw it game we're going to go out and play the right way once you get that then you also let down so uh, but just happy, uh, happy that we can get on here and chuckle a little bit and talk about basketball things and why, why, you know, Indiana won a game and that's what we're here for. And we want to do it more. So we got at least four more opportunities to, to have positive post-game shows. I also want to thank the people in the chat, it, it, a lot of humor, a lot of good things with the fire alarm and all kinds of things throughout, uh, the message tonight. You, you were fantastic. And thanks for staying with us in a tough year. We, we, we appreciate it. We do. Ryan, last call. Yeah, I think, look, in, in, in a tough season, um, we can honor a good win. 
and we can be feel positive and have a good night after a good win. And beating Wisconsin, I don't care how good they are or bad they are, and they're a good team this year. It always feels good uh, to to take down Wisconsin. Um, I I think that you just saw what you wanted to see from this team tonight, which is focus, energy, effort, and playing hard and playing hard the right way. You know, not not just running up and down the floor hard, but actually doing things, covering for each other, recovering to defensively, you know, blocking out, which has been a huge problem and, you know, continuing to push offensively. And you saw, um, you know, first round NBA talent just have a magic, magical night. And, and so I think you can feel real good about tonight. Doesn't mean that the program's problems are solved and all of that stuff, but you can still go to sleep tonight feeling good about this win and, and having fun watching this team and go back and rewatch it and have enjoy it. Cause you know, when it gets tense, you know, it's going to end up okay in the end. So sorry, coach, I'm, I'm going to rewatch it, but he's just grumpy because um, he has to change all his brackets. I know, <laughs> uh, but let, let it be fun when it's fun. Even if things are bad, you know what? Find, find fun and joy in, in the moments where you're allowed to have it. And tonight is one of those nights. So, you know, I know we're in a tough situation. There's a lot of outside noise going on about a lot of things, and we'll address that maybe on Thursday. But tonight, just enjoy it. Have fun. The games still matter, man. The games yeah, still matter. Do. Winning games still matter. I mean, tell me you weren't excited at the end when they closed it out and won. I mean, it's that's what this game is. That's what Indiana basketball is. It gets in your it gets under your skin and 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 gets to you. And it's it's okay to have fun and enjoy it. Even, you know. With what's going on, it's it's really uh, you're allowed to enjoy it. That's right, Andy. Last call. Uh, just as as you guys said, you know, happy for the the team and the program and the and the coaching staff. It's been uh, rough, you know, really couple months essentially since the the first of the year turned, and um, to be able to to get these guys to come out and really start to finish be as competitive as they were uh, for as long as they were, which is something that this team has struggled with. Uh, I give them a lot of credit for that. Uh, really excited for Khalil where a guy who came in uh, with a lot of question marks around motor and all those things and how can he put it together? And he has answered the bell time after time after time uh, this season. And I, I just was impressed with how the, the way he started things off, the way he played on both ends of the floor, and really even the growth that he's shown as a player and as a, uh, a leader for this team over the course of the season. So uh, awesome for him and, and certainly Trey Galloway with the, uh, a big performance as well. So uh, always good to beat Wisconsin. Uh, unfortunately, the graphics they showed during the game were a reminder of how infrequently that's happened over the last handful of years. I was like, my God, put this away. Uh, I, I remember the, the lengthy winning streak that they had over them for so long, but um, good to get back on the right side of one of these uh, every once in a while. And so was, uh, was glad to see him do that. And we'll see if they can uh, build on that. You hope that they can. And this gives us some confidence heading into the, the Maryland game uh, on Sunday. Wasn't that the Stan Robinson game in like 2014 or 2015 that broke a long losing streak to Wisconsin? Am I remembering I, that right? So many Stan Robinson games to pick from Jared. I can't, I can't remember all of them. <laughs> That's such a deep cut. I wonder how many listeners still remember that inside joke from a long time ago. Uh, but hey, we have breaking assembly call news here in the YouTube chat. We just got a super chat. So a super chat is where people can pay money and the chat like has a different color and it gets highlighted. Uh, and the story behind this one is interesting. So this comes to us 
from Quinn Thomas, who put this super chat in here. He says, hey, y'all, I figured I'd stop in. I'm Quinn from Trilly's Discord. Even though I'm not an IU fan, I enjoy y'all's content. So I was in uh, the Trilly Donovan Discord. God, there's going to be some IU fans listening to this that have no idea what that sentence means. And I, don't, I can't take all the time to explain it because it's late. But... Try to explain this to <laughs> 10-year-old you. I, I <laughs> and, can't. Yeah, anyway. Just... It's a Discord where insider information is shared about college basketball. And so there's a couple of Indiana channels that have just gone crazy because we're all insane. Uh, and so Quinn is this guy who's an Auburn fan, and he came in there to hear what some of the scuttlebutt was about. Uh, and he had been familiar with our show. He had actually watched the Auburn episode that Jim Hansen was on uh, previewing. But he's a huge Auburn fan. And I have to say this about my interactions with Quinn, because it's very easy to get jaded with Twitter and with, you know, the tone that people have on Discord and all this stuff. And especially in there, because there had been like all these Kansas fans trolling those channels. Quinn came in and was like the nicest, most gracious person, not trying to start any trouble, just asking questions, having conversations. And I even called it out in the moment. I was like, this is one of the most pleasant, like random online interactions I've ever had. And it was just about basketball and it was great. And so to see Quinn here uh, in the chat uh, is really nice, Quinn. And we appreciate that. We appreciate your support and go Tigers. I'm, I'm a fan of that program. Go Auburn. Um, uh, and anyway. wh while you were doing that, Jared, I was able to do a bit of research and in the 2014 season, you're correct. IU beat Wisconsin 75 to 72 at home thanks to a performance where we saw Stan Robinson play 24 minutes, score 13 points on six of 10 shooting uh, and grab five rebounds. And we held on to that forever. That was his, <laughs> that was his freshman year. So I believe that meant he was shooting left-handed at yes. the time. And, uh, and yes, so we cling, cling tight to that memory. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. So look, man, my last call is I'm just proud of these guys. I'm happy for the coaches. I'm happy for the families. Like they live and die, die with this stuff, you know? And that's why I see people saying like, oh, what are we playing for? These games are meaningless, man. They are not, you know? And it gets frustrating when you don't see the team playing like you want with the fight and energy that you want. And that's why we've all been here frustrated. And this may end up just being one win in the midst of, you know, losing nine out of 10 to end the season. Who knows? But for tonight anyway, they played well. I'm proud of them. And it's just nice to get a win and feel good again. So Kudos to that. Kudos to all you guys. And uh, we'll be back here Sunday to talk about it again. So that will do it uh, for us on this edition of the Assembly Call. If you want to see us do the show live and be part of the live chat, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can do that at youtube.com slash assemblycall. Don't forget to go to assemblycall.com and join our free email newsletter. Special thank you to Bob Thompson for the music you hear on the show. Special thank you to John Ringer of rigdesign.com for designing our logo. And thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again on Sunday. Until then. Take it from me. Anthony Leo, keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim and go Hoosiers. All right, I got to get out of here, folks. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. Here I come. This is Stan Sony. All right. God, winning is so much better than... This is a lot easier when we win. You don't, you don't say. I had forgotten that. that. <laughs> I had forgotten that because it's been a while. But by the way, there were people in the Discord. If only somebody about... had said something. That's that's yeah. That would be. <laughs> yeah. There were people in truly Discord asking about you, Ryan, specifically saying, "Is Ryan going to be on the show tonight?" Because we need some. I think I think their quote was, "We need some red meat." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so obviously they were not yeah. anticipating a good result. So you may I'm have so, you may I, have let I, everybody down by being happy about a win tonight. I did go into the chat uh, after the loss on Wednesday and say, look, I'm sorry, I'm traveling for a family thing for this week. So I, it was probably the worst week of shows for me to miss, I think, ever in the history of this podcast. Uh, but yes, my my niece is a freshman in high school and she was starring in her high school. Play. She was the star of her high school play and she absolutely crushed it and was amazing. And I'm super proud of her. But that's what I was doing all last week. So what um, what play and what part did you have? Uh <laughs> It's a play that was a Broadway success, but it's got a fun name. It's called Urine Town. And it's it's about okay. a post-capitalist society where you have to pay to urinate. It's an allegory, obviously, for corporations owning everything, uh, which is well, ca- crazy, crazy content for a uh, high school play. Yeah, but uh, she goes to a very uh, she has a, the, the school has a very prestigious drama department. And as a freshman, she played the lead role, which is a male role that they had her play um and it was awesome she was so good Uh-oh. so crushed it play well on sports radio 1430 but anyway <laughs> sorry <laughs> I, it's it Man. well when she when they told me what the wow. name is i was like you're in town and they're like no urine like <laughs> i was like what but go if you're interested it's because it's very it's very funny it's a comedy obviously go look up the uh, the Wikipedia for it. The subject matter is absurd, but they pulled it off. It was very funny and uh, nice. it was enjoyable. And she, it's a musical oh, yeah. and she has an amazing voice. So she was great. So very proud uncle alert. That is awesome. That would suck for us old guys. <laughs> have to pay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's saying. <laughs> oh man. All right. Let's All right. On that note, let's do more of these winning close game shows, guys. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> this is much better. All right, everybody. All right. Sounds good. We'll see good you later, night, everybody. everybody. Bye. All right. See you guys.